Hey, For The Girl fam, Ken's and I just finished up with the For The Girl tour. It was an amazing couple months getting to worship with you guys, connect with you guys, laugh with you guys. And I don't know if you saw, but we had some cute, cute tour merch. We released a couple new hoodies, a new crew neck, a new t-shirt, and I'm super excited because now you can get them all on our website. All you got to do is go to For The Girl. Dot com. You'll see that super cute, finally free chocolate hoodie. We got the black, finally free crew neck. We got this really cute, trendy t-shirt that you're going to want to check out. Of course, the red Valentine's Day sweatshirt that everybody was obsessed with and is still rocking. Uh, so head to our website, shop that merch, rep the freedom that you have found in Jesus, and send us those pics because we want to see you in your For the Girl merch. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. Today, we are starting a new fun season, and I'm so, so happy to be joined by my incredible co-host, Ken's Ray Durham in yes, the house. Yes, that's right, in the house. Thanks for um, letting me be your co-host. I this can't is fun. Of a better co-host, Ken's truly. Yeah. Uh, this is amazing. And what is this new season going to be all about? Oh, my gosh. We are so excited. I feel like this has been um, at popular demand. All the girls out there, like, please do another series about dating, love, boys, which I find super funny because we aren't, like, dating experts necessarily, but I no. do feel like we give the honest truth and we don't hold anything back. We shoot it straight. And so, yes. I don't know. I think we are qualified in a way that we'll, yes. see. we'll see. Time will tell. I know. Actually, I was laughing as I was preparing for my part of today's episode at just how comfortable I've gotten on this podcast with our audience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because sure. – I'm shooting it straight today with the things that I've learned, and they're really <laughs> funny, and you're going to laugh at me when I say them out loud, probably. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm already dying for you. This is one of those episodes we will probably not be listening back to. <laughs> yes. If it's a cringy topic, we we don't listen back to it, guys. Um, like for real. Okay, but we got to ch- cut to the chase. Today, we are talking about what we've learned from past relationships. And it's going to be amazing. So before we jump in though, Ken's like, are we naming names? Because I know you always name names. And like, are we putting it out there? Like, what's the dealio? How are we talking about these boys? I see the thing is, is like, I don't know how to not. I can't pull yeah. that off to like have a cover name the whole way through the story. Okay. So, so here's the deal, ladies. You got to just, you can't be like, sending these to these boys if you know them like this is like the tight girl squad here right we're keeping it 
in the fam. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. But also, we're not giving like last names. <laughs> okay, you we're typically not giving, give last names. We're not giving like social security numbers out. Okay, Mac. <laughs> Instagrams. <laughs> yeah, no Instagram handles. That's not happening. So they're gonna have to do some deep research to. Yeah. I don't even know. Like most of the relationships I'm gonna talk about aren't found on the gram, except for like one maybe. So. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Wow. Okay. So we're <sighs> going to be sharing each of us about three of our past relationships. Some of them weren't even actual relationships, but three of our past, you know, things in the past. What do we call them? Blinks. Situationships, relationships, flings yeah. yeah. in the past. And then one thing that we really learned from each of them, one takeaway that has really been a part of helping us to kind of I don't know, have a better understanding of God's heart for us as women when it comes to dating and relationships. So some of these are more serious. Some of these are more fun. And wow, I can't wait to dig into your past and assess your dating life, Kens. Oh my gosh. And if you haven't taken our dating quiz, I feel like we might reference that throughout this whole podcast series. Uh, You need to go take our dating quiz. It's on our website and you can figure out your dating type. And everybody needs to know that Kens is a flirt. And yes. so we might see that theme throughout some of your situationships here. Yes, it's true. And then Mac, Mac's the independent, which we also might see a common thread throughout, yep. which is going to be really, really funny. But yeah, we actually have a quiz. It's awesome. If you've never heard of it, you need to go take it. Um, there's different types of personalities that we have when it comes to dating. And it tells you a lot about yourself and what your tendencies are and it's good self-awareness. And what's also crazy is I feel like these are very defining of our, how we like respond to Jesus too, like our relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus too. So it really does go pretty deep and I think you'll learn a ton about yourself. So go take the quiz. It's somewhere on our website. Just scroll around the homepage um, and you'll see it there (laughs) and in the show notes. I love it. Perfect. Okay. Do we have show notes? I don't yeah. know if we've ever had show notes. Honestly. I don't even know how to make show notes. I feel like we like have a lot of false promises of show notes and then we don't pull through. But maybe now is I've time. never heard you say show notes before. So this feels new to me. I don't even know. Also, people need to know that we are now recording this series virtually. Do they? you think they need to know that? Well, we're telling you guys, we're recording this virtually. And so we're trying to bring the same energy and, you know, kind of chemistry that Ken's and I typically have in a room together. But we'll see how it goes. We might need to go back to batch. Let us know, ladies. Yeah. Well, what I like about this is they're going to – we're also not batching it out. So we're recording like week by week. So – on a Tuesday. So I feel like some Tuesdays we're going to be waking up grumpy and you'll just hear that in our voice. <laughs> and then other times we'll be waking up feeling our best and you're going to hear that in our voice. So I feel like that's kind of fun because typically when we record, we're like, we really amp ourselves up, like prep ourselves mentally. But this is just like raw, real raw. Yeah. Right? So raw. I'm excited. Okay. I'm okay. excited. Okay, Ken's, which one of your exes are we going to meet first? Okay, I'm going first. You're going first. Oh, no. Wait, which one do you think I should do first? Uh, should I cut to with, the chase? Let's start with Daniel. Okay. Okay, yeah. This one. This? Okay, so wait. I don't feel like I want to start with Daniel. Okay. 
I don't Start know with. my words well enough for Daniel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, so, it's hardest for me to talk about. What about Joe? How about we start with Joe? Okay, let's start with Joe. All right, ladies, we're going to have to make these quick. Mac, do you vow to make these fast or else this I vow to make these so fast. I yes. mean, because the first one is a five-year-long relationship. Also, remember <laughs> when we went on board the girls here like five years ago and we did a relationship panel and every night you talked about this story for like 45 minutes and I had to look at you and give you the evil eyes because I was like, kids, oh the night gosh. is never going to end. I literally thought it was only five minutes. It's so weird how little you think you talk and then you like look at the time and you're like, holy shit. Especially schmuckers. when you talk about boys. That's yeah, so real. I yeah. know. Okay. So okay, get into this it. short. <laughs> yes, ladies, this is a five-year-long relationship. So this could be a very long story, but we are going to keep it short. Um, so what I learned from this relationship is that we need to stop prolonging the breakup when it ain't working. That is my little tagline. So stop prolonging the breakup when it ain't working. Here's the situation. Uh, I dated this guy for so long, you guys, um, when he was literally like the only thing I had in Nashville, my only like friend at times. We were about to, I like had so many questions and doubts about him going into my first year post-grad, which is the season when all of your friends are getting married and engaged. And I was like considering breaking up with this boy. So as you could imagine, it was devastating. I had been with him for so long and I felt like breaking up with him was like seriously taking so many steps backwards. And I like was like, I'm going to be single forever. I don't even know what I'm going to do with like my time after this. Like, what am I going to do on the weekends? What am I going to do on Friday nights? Who am I going to talk to? Am I ever going to find somebody else? I had so, so many questions and it felt so scary to potentially break up with him. And I wrestled with this for about eight months. Um, I probably felt God call me to break up with him like eight months before I actually did the thing. and. I think there's just like a lot of questions out there with girls are like, when do I know? Like, when should I break up with the guy? Like, when do you know if it's not working? Or like, how can I make it work if it isn't working? And we like just go back and forth. And I really just want to speak into that. Um, at the beginning of those eight months, I started to like pray about the relationship. And I prayed for conversations to happen. I prayed for changes in his life changes in my life. I just prayed for growth in his spiritual journey. I even like had come not only beyond prayer, I also asked Joe, like I started communicating these concerns with him and, um, and change wasn't happening. Like, you know, I was like, oh, can we, would you like mind planning a little romantic date? And we could talk through A, B, and C and like things weren't following through. So basically like unanswered prayers and miscommunications over and over and over again. And it literally just wasn't working, but I let it <laughs> go for so, so long. And so I just want to encourage anybody who's listening to this or anybody who has like a ton of questions and is so scared to break up with the person, like start praying about it, start communicating this to him. And if things don't start to change, you should definitely end the thing because 
those eight months were brutal and hard and long. And there was so much disconnection between my friends and between my, between the Lord and in so many different Mm -hmm. ways. So gosh, I could probably talk about that forever, but I just really want to empower anybody listening to, to just break it off if it ain't working. And hopefully it's a lot less time than five years. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. And I think we're going to do an episode in this season that is for the girl going through a breakup or heartbreak. And so there's going to be a lot more that you'll share in that episode, which I'm super excited about. Yes. I'm so, so pumped. A little pro tip I actually set. Um, Okay, wait, no. We'll save it for the episode. We're going to save it for the episode. Okay. I I thought myself, did you see that discipline in my communication? I love that. I mean, you kind of gave us a – like it was like a – you know when you finish a TV show and it's like next week on blah, blah, blah. You're going to all die to know. A pro tip. (laughs) So we're going to talk way more about that. But just break it up, guys. Break it up. Yes. Don't let it linger. Okay, Mac, who's going to be – what's your story going to be? Who's it going to be first? (laughs) Well, I just decided to go in order of like – uh, so I'm going, I'm throwing it back. I'm throwing it back to actually okay. a high school relationship that I yes. learned so much from that really, I feel like has been a part of how I approach dating ever since then. And it shaped me in some good ways, but it also shaped me in some like really hard ways that I've had to kind of like almost untangle the knots that this one like left on my heart. And so the first guy that I'm talking about, his name was, this is so funny, sharing names. I love it. (laughs) Embracing it. His name was Brody. And What uh, a good name, by the way. It was a good name. It was a good name. He seems like a hunk of a man. (laughs) I don't know about that. But he was definitely a cool kid at my high school. You guys, you need to know. He has dreadlocks. No, that's a different oh. guy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, I did date okay. a guy with dreadlocks. That's like the a different coolest guy. thing that ever – why are we not talking about the dreadlocks? He had blonde boy? dreadlocks. Yeah. We're not talking about that boy. I know. Why aren't we though? We should. I learned a lot from that one too. Save that one for another episode. But okay. Brody, uh, he was three years older than me. So when I was a sophomore, he was a senior. And uh, I like fell for him so hard. I literally was so into him all all throughout my time in high school. Literally, even after he went to college, I was still so into him. And we never dated, and he kind of just strung me along the whole way. Like, we, this is, you know, before iPhones, but like, you know, just the texting. We texted all the time, 24 seven. And I liked him so much, but I was always trying to decode his feelings for me, always trying to figure out, like, w- does he like me? Does he not? Like, what's going on? And so, my tip or my big thing that I learned from this, and it kind of has two parts. The first is, if you have to decode their feelings for you, and it's funny, I also am using ain't. It ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think we are? Country I don't know. Bumpkins? I don't know. Say it <laughs> again for us. Okay. Give us if, a little country slang, okay? If you have to decode their feelings for you, it ain't it, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But it's so true. I was so confused for so long for years and years and years and years. And I think he wasn't giving me clarity because he didn't have clarity on me in a lot of ways. And his heart was kind of drawn to other things. And so the second part to this is just to ask for clarity. Like I think 
oftentimes we don't believe that we deserve it, but I think that there's something really powerful that happens when we just ask for it. And what we get on the other side often gives us so much peace about what to do next. And so literally after three years of being obsessed with this guy, trying to decode his feelings for me, trying to figure out what he felt, I finally just sat him down one day and said, hey, this is what I feel about you. What do you feel for me? And like, are we ever going to be something? And you know what he told me? I think you're awesome, but like, I don't see us like in a relationship together. And finally, on the other side of that, it it stung and it hurt, but I got the freedom that I needed to finally move on and to finally like close the door instead of this cracked door that I always had in my life. Um, and I think that was a really, really cool. And it spoke to me so much of like, I don't want to spend years and years pining over a guy when I could have clarity tomorrow by asking them. And so I think as women, sometimes we're timid and shy to ask a guy to tell us, hey, we've been talking the last three months. What does this mean? And so don't be afraid to ask for clarity. And then if you're also just having to decode their feelings for you, chances are it's probably not a green light. <laughs> it's probably not a go. Yeah. And you can go ahead and move on from that one. So it stings and it hurts because we probably, there's probably so many girls listening to this. They're like, but he did this and he said this, this one time and this, this, this. Ask for the clarity if you're confused because it can really bring freedom on the other side. That is a word, Mac. Thanks for shooting it straight. And I've been there before too, where I really needed clarity and put myself out there had a had a conversation with a guy and he responded the same way and it brought so much freedom. So I can vouch for that. And I think a lot of women need to start having to be bold enough and brave enough to just shoot it straight to the guy. And you will experience so much freedom through those conversations. So yeah, it's so true. So I love true. that. Too bad it wasn't the dreadlock. Thank boy. you, Brody. Thank <laughs> you, Brody. That was amazing. For that one. Um, okay. So I will guess I'll talk about Daniel. Danny. Are you ready? Do you have the words now? No, but Danny boy, Danny boy. Okay. So, um, Danny, he is, um, (laughs) what are you laughing about? I like that. You're just going with Danny. (laughs) Yeah. So Danny, yeah, I've never called him that before until literally today. So on the podcast, um, <laughs> he'd be honored we are talking about him truly. But here's the you situation. So Danny, he um, <laughs> do you think he listens? Me, this was he is kind of like <laughs> our accountant. Oh shoot! Yeah, <laughs> fun fact: he's now our accountant. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh no, Danny. Hey, Danny. I know you're listening. I will, why do you think our accountant listens to our podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe one day he got curious to know his clients better and he listened to this episode in particular. Oh my gosh. It's, maybe he's on it our is email list. titled What We've Learned from Past Relationships. He was probably yeah. like, I'm definitely on this. Yeah. Okay. So this happened in our my adult life. Um, post the breakup I just previously talked about. Um, And I was single and living in Nashville, um, really like rebuilding my life, rebuilding my community and trying to like date again. Um, And that's when Daniel came into the picture and he um, was kind of just my type. 
Um, but I guess I just didn't like him enough to like date him. Um, <laughs> I guess. Oh gosh. Now I hope Danny's not listening to this podcast. Danny. Oh no. <laughs> we are blocking. We are blocking. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, I really think it did come down to that, but that's hard to say to a person's face, of course. Yeah. But so I just kind of kept him along for the ride. Um, in this season, I was like trying to put myself out there and date other people. So like I would, I'd go on like maybe dinner dates here or there. And then I didn't for a while. And But Danny, he was always just there. And he was just the guy I could text on a lonely night. Or he was the guy mm-hmm. that I could show up at that coffee shop and he'd always be there. And he'd be a good chat and would make me feel special and would tell me I'm pretty and would be so like just admire me he like really liked me I guess and so um I kept this going on for so long Mac can vouch that it like I hung out with Danny on and off for like (laughs) two and a half years oh my gosh um and I do I will say because this sound makes me sound like well, yes, I'm the flirt, but it also makes me sound like I'm a terrible person. I definitely set like boundaries for myself and it was kind of just like a little flirty situation. And anyways, yeah, um, it it's almost like you convinced yourself it wasn't that bad because you were just talking to him and you were just like hanging out with him. Like you, there yeah. could have been a lot worse things you could do, which sometimes yeah. leaves us in a weird headspace. (laughs) Yes, that's so true. You're like, it's fine. It's like this blurry gray period, but it really wasn't fine. And sure enough, actually, after some time, after those two and a half years, I ended up meeting Josh, who's now my husband. But guess what? Danny was still around. And Mm. that's kind of what my, I guess, little tagline, what I've learned from the relationship is that like a fling is going to be there when someone good comes along and that's just going to suck and like it, you're going to have to deal with the aftermath of that and it's going to impact that good new thing and that's really what happened like um yeah it just affected like probably the beginning season of Josh and I's relationship having to like get rid of the old and really start new and it it kept me from a lot of the newness and I think we convince ourselves that like that that will feel good. Like if we keep the fling along like just long enough to meet like our person, then we just like fill the void of not having somebody. But really, it makes it worse and it makes that new relationship harder and um, it isn't worth it. And so I just want to encourage anybody listening to just cut out the fling so that you can be ready for something fresh. And you can be really ready. Like you can bring your best self to that person because they will come along in due time and it will be amazing. And it's not worth it to have like this like fling, this person lingering into the relationship. And that's not fair to, of course, I mean, that could be like a whole nother spiel that we won't get into, but like, that's not fair to the other person either. Like that was really sad for Daniel and not clear for him. And like, we have to be like mindful and kind and in dating, like this isn't just like yeah. a free for all to be like inhumane, I think, to boys sometimes. So yeah. that's the situation. That's so good. That's so good. And it honestly weaves really perfectly into mine, the one that I wanted to share about. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little different take on a similar thing about being really 
honoring and respectful with the people that in the process of figuring out, are you, are you like the one for me? Or are you not? Are you someone that I'm going to like commit to long-term or not? We have to figure out how to be respectful and honoring of the people that we do have to reject and we do have to let down and say no to. And so mine is, uh, so this is Joseph and he was my first ever boyfriend. <laughs> Joseph, like from the Bible? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Technicolor dream. What a biblical so. name. You are really outshining me in the name category yeah men <laughs> so joseph uh he was my first boyfriend this is post-college so i didn't have like an official boyfriend until post-college but joseph was he's actually a, a family friend of ours still is to this day awkward um <laughs> joseph probably listens then. i said oh no joseph an invite to our wedding the other day because like it's a family friend like I'm inviting his whole family I can't not invite him oh my and, gosh um, wait that's so weird and it was like really funny I was like oh wow this is great but I he and his he wife doesn't. he's married he's okay. married okay. I'm married gonna be married it's all good we're good yeah um <laughs> but Joseph was you know we dated for three months and I really liked him like it was so awesome at first you know like was really enjoying getting to know him in a different way. We did long distance, so it was hard, but we talked on the phone all the time, and it was a really sweet season of life. Like, I loved it. But after three months, it just kind of became clear to me that, you know, he wasn't somebody that I really saw myself with. And so I knew it was time to go for the breakup. And looking back now, I can recognize that I didn't do a good job <laughs> breaking up with him. And so this yeah. is like hard because I think there are probably girls listening to this who have maybe recently done this or are currently doing this. And I want to just like give you the advice that I wish I would have had at the time. But this is to, this is the advice. Don't over-spiritualize your breakup. Um, and what I mean by this is don't use your faith as a cop-out for being honest and respectful. I hear of so many girls who are like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I just know he's not the one for me. Like, God told me that I shouldn't be in a relationship with him. And so then they just, like, ghost them or then they just, like – um, they're just like kind of rude about it when I think that really what God calls us to is to be clear with other people, to be honest, to be respectful and to be kind. And just because yeah. something doesn't work out doesn't mean that you cannot still be kind and clear on the other side of it. Yeah. And so for me, I remember that I think the only reason I gave him was just like, yeah, I just don't think that like you're the one that God has for me. And now seeing that, I'm like, gosh, I hate that that could have even like built a wall between him and God because yeah. I'm saying God said this to me when maybe God yeah. didn't actually say that to me. Like I do still think he wasn't the one for me. And like I think, you know, I don't know where the Lord's hand and voice was and all of that. But I do know that the reason why I broke up with them is because of my own thing. You know, like I knew he wasn't the person that I wanted to be with and I blamed God yeah. for it just because it felt easier than me having to communicate my feelings. And so I think that yeah. as women in this process of dating and relationships, we can communicate our feelings and still be kind um, and still be respectful yeah. and honoring. And so if you're kind of in that right now, maybe some guy has been pursuing you and you're just not that into him, you can 
you can have an honest conversation with him and just be like, I think you're amazing. I think you're incredible. I just don't see us, you know, in a relationship from this point forward. But I think like some girl is going to like meet you and see so much in you that I saw in you and so much more. And so I don't know. I just see a lot of girls kind of being like, oh, he's not the one for me. God told me not to date him. I got to break up with them. And then they're mean (laughs) about it when I think God calls us to be kind even in the hard conversation. So yeah, that's that one. Don't ever spiritualize your breakups. (laughs) I love that. That's so good and so fruitful. And wow, I'm excited for that and how it will just, yeah, we got to remember like at the end of the day, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And to honor that is something that I think Jesus It's like when we get the ick sometimes, we just stop being kind, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, get me away from him. Yeah. When I think that we can still be kind in the process. So, uh, yeah. Good. Um, so, good. all right. Next I'm sorry, ends. Danny. I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. This, uh, the last one on my end, I wanted to talk about was. Um, and I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I want to talk about it in this way. Um, it was a relationship with a guy. His name is Isaiah. And okay, there's we were, a good um, name. Yeah, Typical. I agree. Yep. Yeah, nice. That's right. Anyway, so he, me and him know each other from high school, and he reached out to me later in life, like, again, in this, like, dating single period post graduation and um I was dating around all the things really honestly wanting to like meet somebody um just like I know there's probably so many people listening to this who feel like they're like ready for their person and want to get married and are yeah post in their mid-20s that was me and yeah then I get like a dm from Isaiah and I he was super cool and he was actually pastoring a church in Arizona. So um, he lived in Arizona. Anyways, he, I just was like super pumped about this situation. And he wanted to come visit me in Nashville, booked a flight. I mean, Mac was there for it all. I was so, so stoked, so excited, planned a little weekend in Nashville. Um, one thing was like a fun game night with like my friends so that he could meet all my friends. And the weekend on my end, it felt like it went super well. Um, and guess what you guys, he met one of my friends from, (laughs) from the game night. And when he left, he was very vague and weird. And then a couple weeks later, he was definitely vague and weird and then basically wanted to end things. And I wasn't, feeling very differently about it. I like wanted to make it work and was super pumped. So he started dating a girl. It was because he started dating a girl that he met one of my friends from the game night. And it wasn't only like rejection. It wasn't that it just like hurt because I was excited about it and he broke it off. But in addition to that, it was like a friend of mine. So super weird. And it hurt a lot that this is what I learned from it is that rejection just might be God's way of intervention. Um, It's his Mm. hand upon it. And sometimes I think us women, we just get so fixated on guys. Like we find a guy who checks off all the boxes 
He's cute. Um, he's loves the Lord. He has a great career. And we just get so fixated, like latched onto it. And we're like, gosh, yeah. I want to make this work. And then it doesn't work. And it's sad and it hurts. And I want to validate that. Like I understand that. And it's so sucky. And gosh, I mean, if anybody's been there, I've been there through that really ugly situation. But looking back, I know that it was God's way of ending it because I wouldn't have done that. Like I didn't see any flaws in it. I was just so pumped about it. And (laughs) he definitely, the Lord definitely needed to intervene for something to change. And like, I see that now so, so clearly. Um, And so I just want to speak that over anybody who's like just recently been rejected or let down from something they thought would work so well. Like, I really believe that it's God's rejection can be God's way of intervention and intervening into a situation that you might not have had the courage to end or let go of. Um, So take that as encouragement in seasons of rejection. Yeah, that's so good, Kens. I'm sure that's so encouraging for so many girls that are walking through rejection right now. I have so many stories of rejection and I'm sure in the moment you were like, gosh, this feels so unfair and what's wrong with me and, you know, what didn't he see in me? But obviously, like, we can look at your life now and just see God's hand in it so clearly and how beautiful and special that is. And, like, I can't imagine if it would have turned out the way you wanted it to in that moment, you know? Yeah. It just – looking at it now, I'm like, that makes no sense. And the way that God led you makes perfect sense. And so we have to trust God's hand in that, even in our rejections, which is so good. So yeah, I love so that. Good. That's super helpful. Thank you. Okay. Bring it home with the last story, Mac. Yes. Okay. So my last guy is actually a guy that I dated pretty like soon before meeting Tyler. So I had just moved to Charlotte. I moved to Charlotte a couple years ago and I just moved here, and um, when you're the new girl, you get asked out on a lot more dates. (laughs) So I went on quite a few dates, and um, I had met this one guy who on paper like was all these things that I thought I really wanted. Um, he like loved the Lord a lot. Like just, we had some similar, like cool, like interconnections and interests and things like that. And, um, we had gone on, uh, one date and it was like amazing. It was like one of the best first hangs I had ever had. And so I was super excited about it and kind of like had already in my head gone there that like, yeah, we were going to date. And then, um, our second date, was not good. <laughs> it just really crashed and burned and crumbled. And I remember like in the weeks following that, waking up every morning and like I I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that there were just like things that kind of like I just saw that like we just we weren't a good match and like we would really have some things that would be really hard for both of us I think to work through. But I like wanted it to work so badly. I think because I was 28, single, and like really thinking that, you know, if I moved home to North Carolina, I was going to meet somebody and get married and have kids. Like that's really the story I'd planned out in my head. And um, so we were dating and I remember waking up every morning and like trying to convince God why it should work. You know, like I would like literally like write things in my journal and be like, God, you know, like he's this, this, and this. And I just think that could be so good for me. And I think I could be so good for it. But deep down, I just didn't have this peace about it at all. And so I guess my piece of advice here is that 
you shouldn't have to convince God that he's good for you. I think there's probably so many girls out there who are, you know, saying like, God, but I see this in him and I see this in him. And I think just the juxtaposition of dating this one guy and then dating Tyler, when I met Tyler, immediately I just had this peace. And um, I had like, um, and I think that peace comes in different timing for every single person. Just because you don't have it right here in this moment doesn't mean that God can't provide that for that person later. But I also think that there's something really beautiful about not trying to convince God that somebody's right for you and just letting God convince you, (laughs) you know, kind of the flip of like letting God work on your heart rather than you kind of going to God each day and just like already having your mind made up about somebody and trying to get him on the same page. There's something really beautiful about coming with open hands and and letting God move your heart for somebody if it needs to be moved or letting God close your heart for somebody if it needs to be closed. And so this guy was awesome and great, but like it just wasn't right for me at the end of the day. And then meeting the person that I know like – I just felt God's full yes from the moment we met. Um, It just felt like night and day. And the angst that I had to go through and kind of going out on dates with this guy. His name's Luke. I don't know why I'm not saying his name. Going on dates with Luke. (laughs) Another biblical name. Wow. Um, Going on dates with Luke was like – it was a really hard season for me because I I wanted it to work. And it was super hard that it didn't work. But then – going on dates with Tyler and just seeing the difference of God's just like open-handedness for me to step into it. It's really cool and really beautiful. And so Mm. I would say you don't have to, you don't have to discern necessarily God's voice for your relationship as much as you have to go into your relationship or whoever you're dating or whatever it is, just with open hands, let him do the work on your heart rather than you kind of trying to manipulate God. He can't be manipulated, but trying to convince God that someone's right for you or somebody's wrong for you. And so just that open-handed, open-hearted approach, I've talked about that before on the podcast, is really what has been so important to me rather than like closing off my hands or closing off my heart to like what God might want to do in and through someone or something or some situation in my life, in my dating life. And so that's been really big for me. No, that's really good. And I think that there's, I think that that is obvious for certain people. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, yeah, I've been convincing myself and not only myself, but I've definitely been convincing my community and whoever else in my life that this guy's good for me when he, when I just know he isn't, I mean, I had been there before. I mean, even like with non-believers being like, okay, no, he's going to change. Like this is going to like, yeah. I promise Mac, like he's has a good heart though. Like, yeah. And every one of those situations just doesn't really work. It just doesn't work. And so, yeah, I think if we're just like mustering it up and it always just comes out of this like deep longing for relationship and like, yeah. like we yeah. can find that in Jesus, you guys, like we really, yeah, really can. Yeah. And so maybe it like, just for that reason, like maybe just cut it out for that reason and try to restore your relationship with Jesus for a second and then try that relationship on again and see what it yep. feels like. Cause I really feel like yeah. it's going to feel different afterwards. Yeah. So. Cause if you have that hole in your heart, like, and you're just longing for anything to fill it, uh, yeah. Number one, like Jesus can and he will. 
And then once you are whole in him, then your heart has such a better understanding of what it is to look for. And I think what I think is so cool is I think God gives us this, like what I would say is Holy Spirit discernment to be able to recognize what it, what's for us when we see it. Um, He gives us that discernment, that like little Holy Spirit nudge when you can, and it comes in different timings. Like for me, for me, when I met Tyler, it was immediate. For Ken's with Josh, it took some time. And so just because you're dating someone right now and you don't have that full yes, doesn't mean that that person isn't it. But it also is that I think there's just this you have to depend on God's voice to lead you and guide you through relationships. You cannot do it without His voice and His Spirit guiding you each and every day. And so as you're working on relationships, make sure that the first thing you're working on is that relationship with the Lord. First and foremost, like that you're putting the most time, you're putting the most of your heart into that because that's going to be the very thing that's going to lead you and guide you to discern and make decisions and figure out and recognize what it is when it finally finds you. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So good. Wow. Okay. I hope you guys learned a lot from our past mistakes, our past foolishness, naiveness, <laughs> uh, youngness, <laughs> um, yeah, and embarrassment, like truly. And I, yeah, for anybody listening to this, even who like hasn't dated much at all and is like, okay, wow, they've dated a lot and I really don't have any experience. How am I going to learn all this? Well, just take this and run with it. You don't have to have all this experience. You don't. And again, we are probably like, I don't know, we're quite a bit older than a lot of our listeners. And I feel like you guys don't know that, but we've had kind of, you know, we're reaching our thirties. We'll expose (laughs) it. So we've had some time to practice. Life has looked a lot different. And a lot of that happened for us in our later twenties. So also just an encouragement for Anybody listening who's in their early 20s, mid 20s and desperate for a relationship, desperate to get married, we were right there with you. And like, and it can be hard, but you learned so much. And it was, it was, it was such a, like, it was some of our best memories in life, truly, and um, the best ever. So I love that we bring that to the table too. It just looks a little different. So good. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be diving into these things even more. So we have some, episodes coming your way that are all about dating and relationships and it might not be that every single episode is for you. You're not like, ooh, this one's for me, but we're we're believing that at least one or two of them are for you and the season that you're in or the experience that you're walking through. We want to talk to those girls who have never been in relationships for. We want to create an episode just for you. We want to talk to those girls who are in new relationships, those girls who are discouraged, those girls that are engaged. Like We have so many episodes planned that we're super yes. excited about. And so if anything resonated with you in this episode, then you're going to have to keep checking back every Tuesday because we're dropping a new episode every Tuesday and it's going to be really fun. We love to talk about dating relationships, but even more, we love to talk about how through it, you can truly like fall even more deeply in love with the Lord in the midst of it. That's our heart for it. We want to like have the fun gabs about boys, but we more than anything want to help you guys find the one relationship that matters more than anything and that will fulfill your heart more than anything. And so it's going to be really fun. We have a fun little intro planned for this series that you're going to have to tune back in next Tuesday to hear, but it's going to be fun and cringy and hilarious and I can't wait. Oh my gosh, always. 
Yay. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you jotted some notes. We can't wait for the season. We can't wait to continue to pour into all of you. And our prayer is that it's super fruitful and full of joy. So we'll talk to you next week for our relationship series. Bye, Bye guys.